Welcome to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company in Cary. All right, the winter is fast uh, eroding away. Springtime is calling us, Keith, and we look at our garden and our landscape and it just doesn't work for you. So if somebody wants to change the landscape, what should they do first? Landscaping is something that I think is probably extremely important to um, have a professional look at. There's so much knowledge that goes into landscape design. Landscape design's a, it's an art, but landscaping and, and planting is a, is a science. And mm-hmm. there's, there's so much of both of those that go in there. People don't realize sometimes they think they're just throwing some plants in the ground. But for right off the top, you know, somebody comes out and they don't really know plants that well. They're, they're out there planting plants and mowing lawns or doing their thing, you know, sun or shade people I see all the time I'll see plants that are shade plants that are growing in the full sun and they're bleached out or they're they're struggling they're not really doing that well you know that's either a homeowner or there's you know some of these you know startup kind of landscape companies that just don't know what they're doing yet it's year takes years of experience to kind of pick up all that knowledge right and uh, people may not know this but you have full landscaping services available so what can you do for a for a homeowner well we do two different things we do we've got three designers on staff so we'll come out and do a consult a lot of times it's picking if you work with somebody and you're not sold on the connection it's it doesn't hurt to move on it's cheaper to move on after a landscape consult than it is to you know, pick a different person in the company or mm-hmm. pick a different company. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you. I think there's got to be a connection. And landscaping is not a one-time one-time deal. It's not like building the house, working with a contractor. You're gonna, you just need him to go from point A to point B, and then he's gonna leave you, and you've got a house. Yeah. Um, landscaping is kind of a moving target. It's some, something you're gonna work on over the years, and and you're gonna, you know, you're, it's it's a it's kind of an ongoing process. It's a it's a combination of, of installation and, and and then maintenance and so I think finding the right person that you that you like and that you can work with and the right company that you like and you can work with, but then, you know, really doing a little research and making sure that we've got fifty people on staff and, and a lot of other garden centers are, are are similar in the in the area, finding somebody that that knows the science of the plant. I mean, that uh, there's plants that do really well in wet and there's plants that do really well in dry. There's a combination, there's plants that'll do the combination of both of those. But, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, right off the bat, it's sun or shade and wet or dry. Um, there's plants that absolutely need a, a fair amount of moisture, but really well drained. And then there's hundreds of plants that I would sell you one of, but I wouldn't sell you two of or three of, unless you were going to spread them out in your yard. Because mm-hmm. if you put three of them in a group, more than likely one of them's going to take off, one of them's going to sit there, and the other one's going to die. And, you know, Daphne's one of those plants. It's it's an amazing plant. I wouldn't have a house without two or three Daphne in my yard, front, back, side. I want that fragrance in the wintertime. It's, the foliage is amazing. Um, but Daphne's are guaranteed to die eventually. And, you know, early in my career, the first two or three years, I'd stick one on either side of somebody's front porch. Well, one of them, when I, you know, I wanted to make a name for myself, and, and that was going to be my signature. Every time you saw Daphne's on either side of somebody's front porch, mm-hmm. I wanted them to know that I did that job. Well, typically one of those plants died. And so that's kind of the knowledge you're looking for. It's, it's you know, you want somebody to talk you into a plant that's really amazing, but hold you back from using seven or eight of them across the front of your yard because 
it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, and, and just the flowering season. Uh, you know, here in North Carolina, people love azaleas, but you can do too much azaleas because after azaleas bloom, they're kind of boring. Right, exactly. So you've got to figure out when when that is not blooming, what will bloom? Right, exactly. And that's and and the other piece of that is culturally, when when is that plant going to bloom, and what are what else are we going to have in that landscape? But then, from a design standpoint, using um, deciduous material. I mean, there's just so much to pick and plant. You come out in the summertime and you pick a plant on your own and you don't ask for our help and you buy a deciduous plant and you plant it along the front of your house and then mm-hmm. fall rolls around and all the leaves fall off and you didn't realize. Kind of another common mistake where you put three deciduous plants in the, in the front landscape and they, and they all kind of come off at the same time. Um, and then, you know, picking big, bold textures a, a large leaf, you know, like an auto lucan laurel or distillium. You've got a nice, healthy foliage and bold mm. plant. And then coming down in front of it and doing a fine foliage or a, a flowering plant, you know, mixing in perennials that are going to flower through the summer. I just, I, f- I feel like a lot of times people spend a lot of money. When I was looking for a house a few years ago, every house I looked at, I'm like, you, it came became apparent that they had spent a lot of money on the landscape and a lot of time planting stuff, mm-hmm. but they'd never really re- reached the results. Thought it out, yeah. yeah. And landscaping doesn't have to be expensive, so we do we do consultations and designs, and then we'll price it for somebody or we'll supply them with the plants. One or the other, they can do it themselves. But then the other thing that we do that's unique, I think, to a lot of a lot large landscape companies don't want to do this, and we love it. So. Um, you come out and you pick out a tree and we'll deliver and install one tree. So we have a, a separate crew and they'll do four or five trees in a day. That's a very inexpensive way to do something. You need some shade in your yard or you need a, some screen. Um, that's the other thing that this time of year, when you look out, all the deciduous trees have lost their leaves. All the deciduous plants in your yard have lost mm-hmm. their leaves. So when you look out, it's a really good time to figure out where you want bones in your landscape, where you need some good screen plant, where you need an evergreen plant, where you need something that's kind of hold this area, a backdrop to a bench or something like that, mm-hmm. because everything is so thin right now. And th- these guys really are, are landscape architects. They, they do a, a yeah, picture so we of what can it's going to look like. Right. So we can do any, any one of th- a number of things. Um, we can come out and do a consult and we can just walk your yard and give you ideas. Yeah. Um, we can ID plants. We can take pictures, and sometimes we'll do sketches on pictures. And then if you re- if you need a plan, then we can do a full-blown plan past there. So we can do any number of, of things. We can come out, the screen planning, we can come out, and we'll bring flags out. And we'll actually write on the flags so that you can... You can visually look out at your, in the yard, and you can see where those screen plants are going to go. Mm-hmm. And that's helpful because sometimes you can move it, move the entire screen planting six inches one way or the other, and get more initial impact out of where those plants are placed because of moving a plant six inches or mm-hmm. eight inches forward or backwards. So it gives you the ability to kind of shift things around before we come out to plant. And certain tracts of land aren't suitable for what you really want to do. So uh, retaining walls and things like this have to be put in, something that your people can do. Uh, Let's talk about solving certain problems like uh, runoff with too much rain. What do you suggest for that? Um, We do a number of of different things for for runoff. Um, Some of it's it's, um, grading and some of it's planting, you know, to, to... 
so that the ground will accept more. I mean, a lawn is a perfect perfect example. It slows the rain down. It, it, it the roots going into the into the ground actually allow the the, the ground to accept moisture better. Um, so it slows down some of that rain. Figuring out the the source of the the source of the water. I mean, a lot of times, you know, the square footage of water on a, on a roof and then hitting one downspout. Sometimes you'll look at a roof and there'll be one downspout coming from, from one end of the house to the other. And that's, you know, it's more water than the downspout can probably handle in some rains. Mm-hmm. And then it's all landing in one spot on the ground. So in that case, sometimes it's tying in drainage and it's been, it's getting that water further away from the house or, you know, where it's not going to wash out a, you know, the patio or a driveway mm-hmm. or whatever. And even simple things. I, I don't know if you do this or not, but a uh, collection of rain barrels or oh, yeah. some type of uh, way of uh, getting all that spring rain uh, that you may need in August when we have a drought situation. Yeah, for sure. You know, a rain barrel is a great way to to um, really save some water. It's doing something, you know, it's doing a great thing from from a runoff standpoint. Um, and it's a it's a uh, a great source for watering cans. You know, doing your doing your plants around the house, and it's it's non chlorinated water. Uh, Rainwater is an awesome thing for plants. What about sloping lawns? We have just so many in uh, Cary and, and Raleigh. Uh, that must be uh, quite difficult for a, a lot of architects figuring out. Yeah, so I mean, you have to figure out what you know if it's how big of a usable space you need and how level it needs to be. Right. Um, I don't ever, re- I don't ever really recommend terracing just a terrace, but you know when you when you've got a, a too steep of a lawn and you need some flat usable space, mm-hmm. um, that's when that's when you know coming in and doing you know a block wall or a stone wall um, makes sense. You know sometimes it's it's doing a a cheap stone wall, you're not going to see it anyway. Mm-hmm. You're going to look out your backyard and you need to raise up the very back back of it. So it's just going to be a stone wall against the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these split face block walls work really well. They're right. engineered to hold, a, hold the soil and they don't really have to be pretty. Other times in the front yard, it's, it's um, doing a, a small stone stacked wall. And you can get pretty elaborate. You can get into water gardens and things like that. Are, are there benefits uh, to the landscape for things like water gardens? Yeah, for sure. Um, we don't do ponds anymore, but we do fountains and things like that. Um, just adding a bird bath to a to the to the landscape is is beneficial. Great for pollinators. You can do pollinator feeders almost with water. Um, you you want to do something that's flat and shallow. And then you want to put sander, sander stone in there so that butterflies and bees can land on it, not get stuck in the water and drown, and and still take water from it. And and fresh water sources are extremely important for pollinators. Mm-hmm. And when you get in there and you survey the landscape, you see a tree that uh, is in kind of bad shape. You can decide to take that out or or help in some way. Yeah, for sure. Fertilization on on you know older trees is always a always a, a help. Removal of trees is 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 always beneficial for the landscape. Mm-hmm. It's it's I used to be I never really wanted to ever get rid of big trees, but sometimes just adding more more sun to the to the landscape to the lawn. Um, it's beneficial for your house, you know, when it gets too shady that everything gets mossed up and moldy and um, so getting a little more sunlight in there is kind of, I mean, it's good for the people, it's good for the plants. Okay, so if you want a landscape consult, uh, get in touch with uh, Keith Ramsey at Garden Supply Company 
in Cary, 1421 Old Apex Road. You can call them at 919-466-7747 online at gardensupplyco.com. And you can email Keith with any uh, questions at info at gardensupplyco.com. They're open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday 8 to 6, and Sunday 11 to 5. You've been listening to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey. 